Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal. And I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Hey, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Excellent, Bruce. It was a great day. Uh, beautiful day. You know, we don't get a lot of days in Edmonton in November that are nice to be outside on. This was a really nice day. And my wife and I went for a long uh, three-hour bike ride in the River Valley. So fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice How to get out there. How far are you going? Three hours. Um, well, we kind of took a lot of wrong turns. We were trying to get oh, to the Strathcona. I, I'm near the university. And we were trying to get to the Strathcona Science Park. But mm-hmm. but um, we usually, you know, we can get out to Rundle Park and back right. in that time. We didn't quite make it there because of all these dead ends that we ended up on. But it's just a, such, the, the river, our river valley, if you don't bike through it, it is one of the the best experiences you can have at Edmonton is biking through the Edmonton River Valley. There's all kinds of fantastic trails, so I highly recommend it next spring, probably. I walk there periodically, and it is very beautiful. How are you doing, Bruce? Uh, pretty okay, all things considered. All right. So, yeah, had a sort of a quiet day. Watched some sports today. There were some various... Uh, sports on TV, went for my walk. I thought the Oilers going to win tonight. I actually predicted a 7-3 Oilers victory. I thought they were going to break out offensively, which they kind of did. But then they kind of broke out defensively, which was kind of oh, okay, God. too. That was fantastic, <laughs> Bruce. I mean, even with the 4 nothing lead, I wasn't counting on the win. They've, they've mm-hmm. given, yeah, like, they well. have been so wretched on defense. And uh, but this game, they were fantastic on defense. They completely, you know, Seattle really pushed hard in the third. But even then, so the owners got uh, 10 a 10 grade A shots to um, to f- just four for the Kraken, and the subset of five alarm shots was eight to three for Edmonton. Wow. So this was just a spectacular, one of the best defensive performances we've seen from the Oilers. Certainly the best this year, and one of the best in the Woodcroft era. They finally got serious about playing defense, covering the slot. Just they were just you could just see they started out fragile, I thought, and it was very iffy in the first few moments. But um, after that, they just really started to focus on not giving up odd man rushes and covering the defensive slot and hustling back on the back check. Just all these basic conscientious things that were completely lacking, almost completely lacking. in the first uh, 12 games of the year. So they beat Seattle 4-1. to Bruce, this is our two good things, two bad things, and two numbers podcast with one conundrum, which I have yet to think. What is the conundrum? But we'll, I'll think of something soon. What's your good thing? First good thing. We'll do two good things each because it's a big win. Obviously. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the goaltender, Stuart Skinner, uh, who did have a strong defensive performance in front of him. And as you say, only faced, uh, well, he faced 18 shots on the game. And only four grade A's and three, um, uh, five alarm, one of which went in the net. But the two five alarms that didn't go into the net were both extremely notable and important saves. And uh, one in the early going when it was 0-0, when there was a uh, basically two-on-one pass across the net. And uh, the effective and dangerous Yanni Gord 
was at the receiving end and tried to pound it in. And uh, Skinner came across hard and got the pad down and took that away from him. And that was before Edmonton ever started scoring. Like, Oilers got all of their goals in a just under a 10-minute span between 9.56 and 19.42 of the first. And up to 9.56 was kind of kind of give and take. I thought the Oilers were playing okay, but the big best chance by far was that one by Tolvin in about three, almost four minutes into the first. In fact, that was the only great A we had either way until Hyman finally opened the scoring and then uh, it went Edmonton's way for a while. Uh, that was an absolutely enormous save. Uh, the goal, I thought, he made a pretty good save off of, uh, it was on a power play early in the third period. He made a pretty good save off of arm save off of uh, Tolvin and Rocket, which, you know, it was probably a great B shot that we expect the goalie to save, but that was a good save. And then yeah, it was. Uh, Edmonton couldn't quite uh, clear the puck out. And uh, Seattle set up a second one and uh, uh, the pass went across to... Uh, um, again, went to an open guy in the top of the circle and he fired it across the crease and I think off the guy's skate, possibly even a potential kicking motion into the net. But uh, Oilers, uh, I think we're wise not to challenge that. Uh, and then, so that made it 4-1, like two minutes into the third and then about two or three minutes later, uh, I guess just before the five minute mark of the third, there was another kind of broken play where the puck came out to Adam Larson uh, on, the, of all people, uh, the right defenseman showing up at the left edge of the crease, pounding one, looked like it was going to be a sure goal, and Skinner came across again real hard, made a blocker save, I thought a phenomenal save. And, you know, if they score there, it's 4-2, and there's still 15 minutes left in the game. And yep. they'll have scored two in the first five minutes of the third period. You know, and cut the lead in half in a quarter of the period. And that save there was, a, you know, I won't call it a game saver, but it was certainly a game changer. Or took away a goal, which could have been a game changer, and kept Edmonton in command on the score sheet. And from there, they kind of had, they spent too much time in their own zone, I thought in the third, but they, uh, you know, uh, Skinner just had to be solid, but I'll give him full credit. He was solid and he handled the puck well. He made good decisions as to when to freeze the puck, when to slow things down. And I just thought he had a rock solid game from front to back. Yeah, Skinner had a couple of really solid stretches last year where he was uh, looked every bit the starting goalie, like a number one goal in the NHL, and he looked like that player again tonight, which is not a moment too soon. Yes. If he saves the year twice in a row, that'll be something. Too much to let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. Let's <laughs> um, not me get ahead of myself. Uh, Bruce, I'm going to give the second good thing to Zach Hyman. And... Um, the Oilers needed a stupendous game from someone, and they got it from Zach Hyman. He was fantastic all night long in different ways. So um, his first goal, the first goal is a really nice play by um, Evander Kane to advance the puck up the ice. And um, it, it's it, it kind of bats around a little bit, and it ends up on Hyman's stick. But he has fought his way into the slot. 
and he launches a backhand shot on the rush. Those shots are so difficult for a goalie. They, they have no idea where it's going. And uh, Hyman was able to lash that in on the backhand. Roof driver. Yeah, just spectacular. The next one, he's doing exactly what he should do on the power play. Um, this power play, which relies on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, can't rely on them right now because they're both completely out of sync. Uh, it's fair to say. The first been, unit been, scores, and uh, neither of them gets a point. Go figure. I've been hoping that, you know, I've been thinking that I've been seeing McDavid getting better and better each game, but this game, man, he was just fighting the puck. And anyway, but uh, the Nugent Hopkins passes it back to Bouchard. Bouchard with a really hard wrist shot right at net. Um, Hyman's uh, screening, and he just slams in the rebound. It's a, it's a great kind of gritty power play goal, outside shot, uh, rebound goal. The next goal um, was my favorite of the three. He comes crashing down. It's the puck's in uh, Seattle's end. And he comes, Hyman comes crashing down the boards to steal the puck on the pinch, which is a really smart and aggressive play. It goes to Nugent Hopkins, who fires it on that. And I think Kane gets a stick on it, tips it a bit, which um, then directs the puck uh, into this, into this, in front of the goalie. And Kane gets plowed or pushed from behind uh, into the goalie into the Seattle goalie. And um, so the Seattle goalie's down, no fault of Kane's, fortunately. And Hyman is there to uh, slam home the his third goal, a natural hat trick in the first period. It didn't end there, though, for goals, him. Yeah. It didn't end there for, for Hyman. That line, I thought, led the way defensively for the Oilers. Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and Kane. In the second and third periods, and especially in the third, I thought they were just work, working hard, working smart, and uh, staying out of... When they were on the ice, there wasn't trouble, and there wasn't going to be trouble. Hyman made a fantastic back check to get the stick of Kari Yamamoto, who was trying to uh, uh, wind it up on a two-on-one for a dangerous shot, and uh, he wasn't able to get off the shot. So I give Hyman, Bruce, it's the rare time I give a 10. We don't give tens often, mm-hmm. and even when someone scores a hat trick, we don't. They don't always right. get a ten. Oh, but Hyman, Hyman played a perfect game. He. Um, but was it a transcendent game? <laughs> oh yeah, we've had this argument before. <laughs> Is a ten a perfect game or a transcendent game? Well, it, it was to be a tr- perfect. It was transcendent. It was definitely <laughs> transcendent. He showed the love. Heading into the game, Kevin Bieksa was saying, you know, we'll find out how much these players want to play for Jay Woodcroft. Well, Stuart Skinner and Zach Hyman showed him the love uh, with their play tonight mm-hmm. and um, led the way. Fantastic game from two guys that they needed. They needed some big games and they got them from these two, as well as a number of other players. I mean, when you limit, when you have a defensive effort like that, Bruce, um, everybody's doing their bit. I passed everybody in this game, even Raphael Lavoie, who only played four minutes and 11 seconds oh. and made a turnover because I didn't feel like filling anyone. But Yeah, well, it's a team effort kind of game. I do that sometimes too. And I yeah. think the whole team's contributing. They all get like passing grades. And that's, somebody's really screwed up. And I mean, clearly no one really did. Yeah. What's your second good thing? Yeah, I'm going to go with the other part of the... Uh, of the score sheet for Edmonton tonight, which was Dylan Holloway, who uh, scored the fourth goal uh, even later in the first, just 18 seconds left. This was a real nail in the uh, 
uh, in this game that they were uh, Seattle was already reeling from giving up, you know, a goal at 10 minutes, 14 minutes, 1840, and then 1942 Holloway doesn't. It's just finally got a bounce, right? And it was just the puck came off the end boards and it just bounced sort of right to him with the goalie down and scrambling. And all he had to do, which he did do, was jump on it and get it up and off the ice and into the net and he pounded it home. And that was probably the simplest thing that he did all night. But his energy level was just off the charts. Uh, he had, uh, uh, what do you have tonight? 13 minutes and five seconds. And that doesn't include the 11 minutes that he spent <laughs> in the penalty box. Which uh, So he, here is the game summary for the Oilers tonight, by the way. This is uh, on the goal side of the ledger, Hyman, 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 Holloway. And on the penalty side of the ledger, we have Holloway, Holloway, Hyman, Holloway, Holloway. <laughs> he did take a few so penalties. So two guys got all the goals and all the penalties in a game where they had four and five respectively. So that was uh, pretty bizarre. But Holloway, that, I mean, the goal was sort of the the, the cherry on top. Uh, the penalties weren't all necessarily good things. And he... Uh, he dodged a bullet when the refs actually originally uh, charged him with a major penalty before correctly overturning yeah. their call yeah. and assessing him a minor uh, for uh, boarding. And he certainly deserved the minor. That's a penalty all day. He hit the guy in the numbers. But no way was it the kind of excessive hit that you see called rarely called for majors, even when they are excessive. So thankfully, the refs... Uh, fixed that and double, doubly thankfully that they did when uh, Seattle scored 25 seconds into the power play. Can you imagine if they, if they score quickly like that and there's still four and a half minutes to run on a major penalty? You know, anyway. Uh, so he was rugged. He was into it. But he made, uh, he was absolutely robbed by both the goalie and uh, big Jamie Alexiak on one play where the puck squirted loose and he made a diving attempt and he and he chipped it on net. Like, he did everything he could and I thought it was going to go in, but the goalie got a piece of it with his glove and then Alexiak came in behind him and cleared it almost off the goal line with his stick. That easily could have been a second goal. And we also had him as uh, being the... Uh, the setup man on two other grade A chances. He had four contributions to grade A chances. Two were shots of his own jam plays from in tight to the net, and the other two were really nice passes. One was a was a uh, coming into the zone and a nifty drop pass, which uh, who fired that shot? Uh, <coughs> Derek uh, Ryan off the post. Oh Ryan no, that McLeod off the that drop one, yeah. pass, and then yeah. uh, late in the third period. Uh, he stole the puck and then made a real nice uh, cross-ice pass to Derek Hi uh, Ryan, who wired a shot off the post. And he was that close, Holloway was that close to having the Gordie Howe hat-trick tonight. But he'll just have to satisfy himself with his first of the season. Way to go, kid. He worked hard for that. And uh, three minors, a hat-trick of minors, fighting major. I think that's his first fight in the NHL with Vince Dunn. On a rugged, this was, I think it was payback a little bit for the hit earlier. Oh, yeah. And also it was some rugged, like they, they boarded him pretty hard on that play. And he got up and the puck came right to him. And he was just right back into it with, uh, you know, with the jousting and so on. And 
Dunn came in and hammered him with three good cross checks in the back, none of which apparently was a penalty. And then uh, Holloway, I think Holloway might have dropped the gloves first. Anyway, they started going at it. But uh, what he brought to this game in in spades was energy and uh, and talent. You know, we could see the speed, we could see the effort, and uh, we could see the good results, and certainly his his uh, involvement in the game being all over the score sheet as he was, <clears throat> and nothing sort of costly the other way. So, and officially they gave their, the score, the shot counter was very cheap. But officially he got only one shot on net because I guess the uh, the one where Alexiak finally stopped it would be called a block shot. But boy, oh boy. Anyway, he was uh, um, somehow uh, not credited with any hits, but a couple of block shots, a takeaway. You know, he was involved in, in all aspects and uh, uh, a little too exuberant maybe on one or two of the penalties, but uh, uh, I... I loved his effort and his uh, overall performance was excellent. What grade did you give him? Eight. Fair. Gave him an eight. He uh, didn't. Yep. He drew a penalty, right? On that, he he almost had a breakaway in the first. Did you? I can't remember. Yes. You mentioned that. He almost. He always I break didn't. it. He he blocked a shot and it was going to go and he was going to get a breakaway. Oh right, he, and the guy tripped him right away. The, the guy tripped line. him and he yeah. got a. Yep. He, Bruce, yep. this is the Dylan Holloway we've been wanting to see and hoping to see. I mean, he's shown a lot of skill as a college hockey player, like a ton of skill. Mm-hmm. And um, he sh- showed skill at the AHL level. You know, such was his level of skill in the in the college hockey. I thought, okay, yet yeah, this guy, um, he can be a top six forward in the NHL. He's got that potential. And tonight, they they uh, was mainly. I think he was mainly playing with McLeod and Ryan. And I really liked the fact that they were playing Derek Ryan more. He's such a good, solid, smart player. Um, McLeod had his best game of the year. Holloway, uh, his best game is an oiler. And we're finally seeing the guy they drafted, I think, what was it, 14th overall um, in the draft that year, 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he, uh, you know, I'd seen that potential. Great to see it finally in the NHL. And hopefully he can do it a little bit more consistently. He's been very inconsistent. But um, man, that was a that was a hell of a game from him. Uh, Bruce, my second good thing. Um, it's a tough pick because there's lots to like from that game. There's lots of good. I really like Brett Kulak, for instance. He's just really playing steady, 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 safe, smart hockey. And we saw that with Darnell Nurse. I thought was was good tonight. Power of power. Really good. Bouchard. Um, he had one bad moment where he caught behind the net, but um, really bad. But um, they didn't score. But he came back hard on one um, back check. Um, that was actually Bouchard, not Hyman on the – what do I got here? I credited Hyman with that back check on Yamamoto. Oh, oh that was in the second period that Hyman got his shot, his stick on, on um, Yamamoto's um, – shot in the second and it was Bouchard and Drysaddle who came back in the third. So there, again, Drysaddle's back check there was both Bouchard and Drysaddle were strong on the back check. I'm not sh- exactly sure who got out. I thought it was Bouchard. Louis thought it was Louis DeBrus thought it was Drysaddle, but it was a great back check. But I'm going to go with Jay Woodcroft's demeanor 
heading into this game. Um, <laughs> if you're going to survive in the NHL, you've got to be a tough cookie. And you've got to be stoic and in the moment. And um, he was all those things today. Mm-hmm. He was interviewed um, by the press. And they were just all, you know, like, I don't know, they were wearing like, you know, it was like his funeral. They were attending his funeral, live funeral. Here we are with Jay Woodcroft. He's dead. And now we're talking to him. And what and Woodcroft just says, shake it off, boys. Yeah, like, shake it off, dead coach walking. And he just was like, shake it off, boys. I'm alive. It's a good day to be alive. And we got two points to win, which is exactly the right attitude every day in life. Um, and um, he he typified that under a great amount of pressure. And oh, and he's huge. you can see he's he's not happy with some of the media. He called a couple of them doom and gloom. And you can <laughs> see uh, he took a little shot at Mark Spector there saying he doesn't read his columns. I'm sure that he does, but <laughs> I suspect he does at least. I'm not sure that he does. I suspect he does. But Watch it was the right hashtag thing. coming to an Internet near you. Yeah, I, it was it, he was. He just was kind of had a calm, devil may care. We're just going to do what we can do attitude, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fantastic. And and the team didn't come. The team came out pretty, as I said. I thought they were just as like fragile as a snowflake uh, in the first until Skinner made that save, and then they just started to pick up after that. They started to get it going, and um, but they did get it going, and they were super solid on defense. Mm-hmm. Finally. And I, I, I think it all, I'm going to give the coach credit for that. And I also, Bruce, I want to give credit to the fans. There's a lot of fans, some fans, many fans who stuck with Woodcroft in the last few days who said he shouldn't, he shouldn't be fired. And uh, you were one of them. And um, I was kind of, I would have been okay if he was, or okay if he was. Like, I wasn't calling for him to be fired, but I would have got it if if he had been. Like, I wouldn't have said this was... Me. Yeah, and fair enough. Like, and it was good. People stuck with him, and I, I don't know if he, if he notices that or feels that at all. But you know, there are a lot of fans in Woodcroft's corner, and he has had a spectacular record in the NHL until the first twelve games of this season. Um, and you know, I loved his line that, and again, they remarked on this on Hockey Night in Canada that he was, you know, that we're just seven games out of a play, seven points out of a playoff spot, which is kind of funny. Because uh, it's early in the season, there's not a lot of points uh, that have been doled out yet. But it's he's a good right. time to be seven it, points out of the playoffs, though. It it certainly. I'd rather is. be after twelve games than with twelve games left. Are they still seven out, or did? Uh, well, they might even moved up one or two tonight. Oh, Calgary lo- lost, and uh, Vancouver. Not that those teams make any difference, but some of the teams that are sort of above them are actually losing games tonight. So good. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, Bruce. <laughs> All right, yeah, what is your so, bad yeah, thing? Yeah, if, if he winds up being, oh, uh, if they come home and he winds up getting uh, uh, fired after the trip, oh, that's as has been predicted in some quarters, I, I'd be shocked after this game, you know, where the team tightened up and, you know, won a solid and deserved, deservingly won a solid 4-1 road game against a strong division opponent. This isn't the time. And he may be on a short leash, but uh, uh, I would have to say he should have gained a reprieve of at least till next game, you know. And, I don't think, and yeah. I would like to think, you know, a little bit, you know, as I wrote yesterday, he's had 120 good games behind the bench and 12 bad ones in terms of the stretch of games. And um, he's, he's 
rocking the best points percentage of any other coach in history. Uh, so why would you, you know, why would you pull the plug on that after, you know, a slump? Clearly a slump, but they always have had slumps before. Firing the coach isn't always the answer to them. Getting the players back into it is the answer, and many of them did just that tonight. So, bad thing. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go with the start of the third period. I thought the second period was really super quiet and excellent for the Oilers. In fact, they continue to carry the play, and if anything, they deserve to widen their 4 nothing lead. And but then the third period started and it was like they'd been lulled to sleep a little bit. And Seattle came with a finally, with a bit of pushback. And they did get the penalty that we already talked about and the quick power play goal. And they kept coming out uh, for a, a few minutes after that. And Evan kind of had to weather the storm a little bit. And they spent too much of that time in their own end, but mostly okay. Uh, what I didn't like, and I guess I'll... I'll I, Given this guy a good thing enough times this year that to give him a bad thing two games in a row isn't the end of the world. Evander Kane's uh, positioning on the penalty kill was brutal. He, yeah, he, was, he shouldn't um, be on the kill. He, he was on the wrong side of the ice for both the Tolbin and shot, and then again for the pass, which came from uh, Eli Tolbin in again, and he was so wide open to make that pass across the crease because Kane just was nowhere near mm-hmm. where he needed to be. And I yeah. thought, what are you doing? You know, like the team has played such a strong, uh, conscientious defensive game. And it just suddenly it's like he was lost out there. And it, so, uh, and they, uh, uh, and, you know, that was sort of the signature moment, the one goal against, I guess. But uh, um, th- they did gradually get it back down. And then, you know, the last 10 minutes, they played it out. And it, was, it wasn't the point where I thought, oh, this is getting away entirely. But uh, just the first few minutes of the third was a little bit of a a weak link in a strong chain. Uh, my bad thing is more like a, sad or frustrating thing mm-hmm. and we can all see leon Settle's struggles right now on the attack he's not bad on the attack leon Settle's never bad on the attack but he is struggling I, it, it, bruce it it got so there was okay there's two sequences that stand out the first is when he picks off does a great job picking off joey decord's alley-oop clarence and he has two shots, two shots of beating that goalie who's fr- has got to be flustered. He's out of his net a bit. And he can't beat him. Like, Leon beats that goalie nine mm-hmm. out of ten times and when he's on. Two shots at it, ten out of ten times. Leon, you just know he's going to score. Then in the third period, he charges up the ice with McDavid on a two-on-one. And he misses the net with his uh, one-timer. I mean, he has missed the net before on a one-timer on a two-on-one, but it just it just accentuates. He's having a hard he 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 missed the net on a one-timer on the power play in the first. Um, he the just one-timer is out of sync for sure. Yeah, he's I don't know. He's just he is he's, he's not, McDavid's fighting it with the pat like puck handling, and he's fighting it with the shooting. So all you can do Leon, is bear down on defense, keep hustling on defense, keep mm-hmm. back checking, and then it will come, right? Unless he's hurt or something, which he doesn't seem to be. 
But man, he is struggling to get that shot off. It's so weird to see, eh? It's it's because he's such a mm-hmm. he is such a fan. He's hardly ever been off on the attack. I can't even I can hardly remember him struggling on the attack. He is such a fantastic attacker. The two on one. Uh, Joey Decord, the second Seattle goalie, did get his glove on it on the end zone replay. Got a piece of it, but I guess it was determined the that the shot was going wide of the net. He kind of flooded yeah. it anyway, or Decord never would have got over there. Like, if he made the shot he wanted to make, that would have been a goal for sure. But uh, it just isn't quite clicking. Uh, now, in, in Leon's defense, my defense is Leon's defense, uh, which was sparkling tonight. You know, uh, zero uh, grade A uh, chances against on his watch. And he played at even strength tonight, uh, just under 16 minutes, 15 minutes, 51 seconds, during which time Edmonton outshot Seattle 9-1. Seattle got one shot in 16 minutes that Leon was on the ice. And, you know, my favorite play was that back check that you talked about earlier, that two-man back check, and they sh- they showed an ISO later, and it highlighted what I'd seen earlier, which was uh, not only a good hard back check to uh, 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 help break up a potential rush against, uh, but the puck came back to him. He got the puck out of the zone, and full possession of the puck, he got to the center red line, he pulled up, he dumped the puck into the corner, he button-hooked, and he went off to the bench. This is everything that we don't associate with Leon Dreisaitl, where he's going up the ice, and he could be out there for a minute and 20, and you think, for sure, he's still going to go up the ice, he's going to try and score, and then he's going to be caught 100 feet from his own bench, sucking wind. And he didn't do that. He made a disciplined, smart play and stopped just over center, made a soft dump into the into the corner and immediately went to the bench. And when he got to the bench, he was welcomed by his teammates with lots of pats on the back for, you know, the overall play. And so good, hard hustle, strong defensive play, dump in, perfect line change. Beyond Drysdale, you have arrived. Well, Bruce, <laughs> it's one game. If, if he it's plays, one play, like, but that's the play we've been waiting he, if for. He, if he... He's got to do this consistently, or the yeah, Oilers don't oh, win. No, of course, and he's going. Yeah. To, he needs to obviously get his goal-scoring game back. But th- that's the kind of, when you're playing with the lead in the third period of the game. That's a smart play, and he made it, and he got off. I mean, frustrated as he was yes. without scoring, he gave up what could have been a scoring chance, and uh, by you know getting up, getting puck in a good place, getting off the ice, and deferring to teammates. And tonight it was the teammates that did. The heavy lifting on the offensive side. So, I loved it. That that play, I loved that whole sequence. Good stuff. Bruce, what's uh, your number? <sighs> well, I'm going to go with, uh, did you have a bad thing? Um, well, Leon's, yeah, Leon's. Oh, right, right. That, that was a, that was offensive. A, that was a, that was yeah, a sad, I, I like, I thought defense was fine too. Sad thing. Yeah. Okay, well, my number is zero. Uh, and that is the number of shots credited. Uh, well, I'm not sure if that's the right word uh, to the Edmonton Oilers in the third period of tonight's game. They had they outshot Seattle 17-5 in the first, 9-4 in the second, 
but got outshot 9-0 in the third. And not one shot on goal credited. I, I, I thought the Seattle scorekeeper was really cheap in giving out anything tonight, shots or hits or, uh, you know, any of the, you know, things that other arenas give out more copiously. And there was two, uh, that Leon shot on the two-on-one where Decord got, did get a piece of it with his glove and also the Derek Bryan off the post, which I thought might have tickled Decord's glove on the way by. But Edmonton did not spend a lot of time attacking in the offensive zone. And when they were there, they spent their time sort of in the corners and on the boards and in safe places, sort of working working on the clock as opposed to trying to score, score, score and make it 7-1. But zero shots in the period. I think they did it once before, uh, like years and years and years ago. And there was some game where the second period came and went and they never got a single shot because um, they were getting the piss pounded out of them because you know, they, they got shot 15 nothing or something you know it just wasn't a it wasn't a, it was a game where they weren't competitive this was a case where they didn't need any more goals and they didn't get any shots but i thought the zero really i mean zero shots in the period how often do you ever see that in a game so to me a noteworthy number bruce my uh, number is also zero <laughs> and connor mcdavid had zero major contributions to grade A shots this game. Zero, not one. He averaged seven per game last year. Um, I don't can has I can't that ever rem- happened before? I don't think I so. can't remember it ever happened. And certainly the orders <laughs> winning when he has had zero. I mean, <laughs> wow. Um that's all it, it just highlights struggles that we're seeing. It says it says it all. I mean, that's just He's really struggling to handle the puck. There was one play when he came in with Fogel on a two-on-one early in the third. And Larson, I think, sprawled. And he and McDavid couldn't get it over Larson's stick. Now, maybe he wasn't even trying. Maybe he thought the play was to put it hard under. But usually he would loft that puck quite easily over and get it to Fogel. And, there, you know, there'd be a shot. I just think it's just, it's just not, something's not there. And that's an indication of it. Let's there move was on another, to... another one in Go the ahead. third where he came in. Uh, I think Leon sent him in, and he came in and uh, and he had it low in the left circle in the shot where spot where he loves to shoot and go five hole on the goalie from the low angle. And he, again, he tried to force a pass through that didn't get through, and I was surprised that he didn't shoot. And well, hopefully he's, he'll heal up here. Um, the conundrum, Bruce, will be it was up. <laughs> What's gonna can they can they keep can they here's the conundrum. They had a great defensive game. They can play really solid defensive hockey. They're gonna need to, in a way they've never actually done before, especially if McDavid and Dry Settle are out of sync for a while more. They're just going to need to play defensive hockey, disciplined hockey in a way that this team isn't known for, but is capable of. Like, you know, this team is immensely talented hockey players. They're capable of playing strong defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. Can they do it? That's the conundrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we saw, we certainly saw strong defensive games tonight and uh, mistake-free games from uh, guys like um, 
uh, Nurse and, and uh, Dreisaitl, and uh, I thought Ryan Nugent-Hopkins had a really strong uh, defensive game tonight. And though, can they continue that from those players? Because, you know, they do need, it's one thing about defense, it has to be a team effort. And uh, they did bring that tonight. And they played a different game than what we've seen. I actually called this game to be 7-3 for Edmonton. I told my son before the game I can feel it coming. But uh, they made it 4 nothing, and then they they thought, well, we can, if we look after, take care of business the other way, we probably got enough goals. You know, and it's not like they stopped trying completely, at least in the second period, to uh, to score more. But they more concentrated, it seemed to me, on keeping the puck out of their own net. And... Uh, they largely succeeded at that, and it was a little bit of a different style, and they, they kind of buttoned it down. And maybe that's what they need to do for a while. I don't think it's maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, it's definitely. Yeah. Definitely they need Fair. to do this. They've needed to do this all year. Heading into the year, Bruce, their defense was a mess. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was a mess against Vegas. They lost against Vegas mainly because of sloppy defensive play mm-hmm. and mental errors. And... um they just, if they want to win it, you know, that was like, if they want to win the cup heading into the year, they've got to change their defense. They've got to do better. Now it's like, if you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to just all year long, you're going to have to grind it out on defense. Great. That's what this team needs to do. Maybe this, you know, maybe uh, the losing streak at the start of the year and the scare they've had will, will be the spur, the final spur they need to turn the corner and each person take, uh, you know, a real accountability and responsibility for playing conscientious defensive uh, hockey the rest of the year. Um, you, you know, you're, you're, there's obviously going to be slip-ups, but um, tonight there were very few, few and far between, and a well-earned victory, mm-hmm. much needed for Jay Woodcroft. And um, there well, we go. Well, here's the key number. Uh, I think I got this right. I haven't totaled it. Uh, on paper or anything recently, but uh, if they hold the other team to three goals or less, I believe they are th- now three one and one in those games where they held the other team to three or fewer. They lost the three two game in San Jose last game. They lost three two in overtime to Winnipeg early in the season, and the games they won have been uh, uh, six one five two and now four one. And those also happen to be the games where they scored the most goals or the games where they've given up the fewest. And otherwise, they've been given up, leaking in four or more goals basically every game. And in those games, uh, if my other math is right, they're 0-8. You know, give up four or more, 0-8, 0-8-0. Like zero standings points from the eight games they've allowed for they. They had one game where they scored four and lost. They lost seven four to Minnesota. And otherwise, it's been you know a couple of four threes and a few five two type uh, losses. And of course, Vancouver eight one and six two and stuff like that. But you know, if they can hold the other team to three or fewer, they got a fighting chance. And that was the case all last year as well. Yeah, and if they could hold the other team to three. Chances were good. They were going to come out of that game with something. And more than likely two points. So maybe that should be a target. Hard target. Hard target. 
They need Jean-Claude Van Damme in that. <laughs> All right, Bruce, let's leave it there. Thanks for talking right. today. Thanks for winning, Oilers, and thanks for listening, everybody. And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.